On today's episode of Uncommon Sense, we talk about uh, what we've been doing this week on our hiatus, uh, a little bit about my vacation, we talk about some of our favorite restaurants, and more on the food topic, we have our top three of the weirdest things that we've ever eaten. The second half of our episode, we address our thoughts on everything that's been going on in the country, the way we see things, and, and uh, maybe the way that the way that we think things should proceed. We just have an open dialogue about that, and we encourage anyone that maybe is wondering how we feel about it. I know Ethan and I have not put anything out on social media. We are very conscious in that decision. And if you are curious, you know, what the two of us think about it, we really get into it in the second half of this episode, and I really encourage you to listen to it. Today's episode is brought to you by Bang Energy, introducing their new flavor, Miami Cola. And I gotta be honest with you guys, they absolutely nailed this flavor. It tastes exactly what you would expect the floor of a Miami nightclub to taste like. Let's do it. Welcome in to another episode of Uncommon Sense. Yes, we're back. We are back. Brief hiatus. Philip went on vacation, so it made it a little difficult. Times, schedules didn't really match up, but we're here. This episode will be, uh, I guess, a little later than most of our episodes. We're recording this on a, I guess it's a Saturday now. It's Saturday night, and I think we'll probably resume our normal schedule next week. But Yes. Uh, also, you know, I've got to be honest. I, I was very okay with not putting anything out this week. I feel like the internet was just absolutely dominated by a lot of other things. Yeah. That, um, you know, really took precedence this week in our country. Uh-huh. And we actually, we are going to get to that uh, later on in the episode. I think it, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least address what was happening in the country right now. So we'll get to that later. But we're going to have a normal <coughs> episode to, to begin with. Ethan, what have you been up to this week? I've been in, down on the Gulf. What have you been doing back in back in Nashville? Just been working every day. Just Work, working? Working 7 to 3.30 every day doing landscaping. Was it hot this week? Miserably, but yes. Oh, that's tough. It's just, I don't know. It was not fun working this week because they're trying to, I work landscaping for a water park that's in Nashville. As you've mentioned countless times. Uh, so they're trying to open up, I think, maybe this week. Oh, really? And so they're, they had all the lifeguards going through training and mm-hmm. stuff. So we were trying to fix the park up, make it look nice. For people to come in before it gets more difficult for us to be in there, but well, yeah. So that's pretty much what all of all that I've been doing. That's cool. Definitely not as good as sitting well, on no. the beach. Well, I I only sat on the beach one time actually. Well, we both hate sand. Yeah, no, I absolutely I absolutely hate the sand. Did we talk about the, we talked about the last time? I hate the sand. Yeah. It yeah I did I did though I did go down to the beach during the day one time and sat down there for a little while, got some sun. What do you do at the beach? If nothing. You're not, if you're There's not going nothing to the you beach. can. If I'm not going to the beach, like you personally, I, what do you I, do? I played a ton of golf this this time around. Really? So yeah. So the 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 agency that we booked our um our condo through, 
they give you like little excursions that you can do uh-huh. through their company. And like, yeah. it's, it's not their stuff. It's just stuff around the area, but they'll pay for you to go do it. Like yeah. you can go do it for free. So I like got a free round of golf every day. So I went and played, I think four rounds of golf. I enjoy playing golf. I'm terrible. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at golf. I've gotten pretty decent. Like if I, by the, by the last round that I played, I was okay. Yeah. But, oh man, the, be- the beginning of the week was ugly, ugly. <laughs> It's so bad. Like, if I get back into the hang of it, I'm okay. But let me tell you, man, it was embarrassing. Like, I was out there with just me and my dad. Fortunately, uh, my dad my dad does not play off. So, my dad was just along for the ride. It was a beautiful day. That first round, oh, 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 oh. I would have been embarrassed for any of my friends to see me play. What would you shoot? I, I didn't even count. Like, <laughs> like I think the, fir- the first hole, it was probably a par three. And I got to, like, my sixth or seventh shot, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to keep score today. Okay, we're just going to see what happens. That's not good. No, 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 no. It wasn't good. But let me tell you, I mean, like, by the last by the last, uh, the last, last round, I was making some pars. So, you that's, know. That's good. Yeah, no, it, it got I went and played better. the other day. It's, Did you I, really? played, I played a lot better than I I think I probably ever have. I don't know what where it came from. It's probably just one of those days where I shot well. I had a few birdies, though. I'm not going to lie. Really? Where'd you go? Uh, Harpeth Hills golf course. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not like a Florida golf course. No, but no, this Yeah, this one place I went was incredible. Oh, I, I mean, incredible. It. Like one round, a round of 18 at this course was like $140. <clears throat> yeah, that's ridiculous. But I got it for free. Which is crazy if I think yeah. I'm ever paying $140 to play a round of golf. But I went for free. It was great. Yeah. So that, I uh, I had seafood every single day. That I is tied, something that I just love about the beach. I told myself that I was going to. And I said, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to have seafood every day. Like, the, if it didn't come from the sea, I'm not putting it in my body. Yeah. And I, I held true to that. It was incredible. Because you, like, you just can't get good seafood unless you live by the sea. I disagree. Where? Popeye's. Popeye's fried butterfly shrimp. No. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cersei, Arkansas. Fantastic. Sushi. Mm-hmm. Sushi is seafood. You can get sushi anywhere, mm. and it's almost always good. It's just nothing like being at the beach. No, though. it's not like I mean, it's not like being at the beach. It's different, but you can still get seafood. Yeah, but you can't get like decent like no you blackened can't. grouper, you can't. blackened like, grouper. I had blackened grouper one like night. That. Yeah, I had the first night. I had I think it was grilled mahi. The second day I had shrimp of some kind. The third day it was salmon. Which is not a beach fish, but yeah. it's still so good. It it's, came it's, from water. It counts. No, my favorite restaurant on the planet is down there on the Gulf, and that's what's we it went, called? We went twice. It's called Louie Louie. People may have heard. It, people may have heard of the Red Bar in Grayton Beach, mm. and it's from the same owner. It burned down. It did burn down. It's it's built. It's built back, and they're going to open pretty soon, which is that's huge good. news. Huge news for those of us who know what the, what this is. But no, it's Louie Louie. It's by the same owner, and they really they serve the exact same thing. Like it's the same food. But they had salmon, so I had to get it. Like, I'd never had their salmon. I had pretty much everything on their menu, but I'd never had their salmon. Uh-huh. So I had to try it. So I tried it, and it was phenomenal. We went back later. But, like, okay, so what was I? I had grilled mahi, then shrimp, then some kind of, like, pan-seared salmon, I think. Then I had, shoot, then I had grouper, but it was, like, uh, grouper almondine. Mm-hmm. Which is, he's, like, crusted, crusted yeah. with crushed almonds, you know? Yeah. And then the next day I had blackened grouper. And the next day, blackened had, is my favorite way I to had serve fish. Again. Blackened is the superior way to cook fish. Yeah, it's incredible. And I didn't have. I didn't. I'm telling you, like, I should have been spending quarantine getting healthy. Like, I really, really should have been. <laughs> and I just, I just haven't. I haven't. Yeah, but I've seafood's not terrible for you no, 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 unless no, no, you no, get it fried. Great. This is not what I'm saying. But that's my like point. Fried shrimp. Like, eh. Fried shrimp is not great for you. That's what I said. I didn't have anything fried. Like, I should have been eating healthy all of quarantine. Yeah. 
because it'd be easy because I'm stuck at home. Yeah. But of course, the alternate is true, or the, uh-huh. the inverse is true, which is like, you're stuck at home, so all you do is eat, and all you have at the house is crap. So mm-hmm. you're eating crap the whole time. But like, I should have been eating healthy all quarantine. But now that quarantine's <clears throat> over, we went down to the beach, and I said, I'm going to eat healthy this week, and I did. I ate fish, which fish is good for you. Yeah. I ate fish. Every meal, I never got it fried. I never had anything fried. I tried not to eat like the rolls and stuff because you know everywhere brings you rolls. Yeah, I did what I could not to eat rolls, and like I didn't snack. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I had. I had. So I had so much diet coke. But like, other than that, <laughs> I like. I I did really well this week. I'm trying to ride that momentum. I guess you only went to the beach once. But I was about to ask, did you have a sandwich on the beach? No, I didn't eat Some of those are the best sandwiches. Those though. beach sandwiches, they do hit. I mean, like, beach I, sandwiches, pool sandwiches. Pool sandwiches. Sandwiches after you've just been outside. Yeah, out, it hits, outside. It sandwiches. hits different. Sandwiches from a cooler. I've had a I've had a sandwich every day for lunch working outside at landscaping, and I'm telling you, I I don't think I've ever enjoyed lunch more or like a what, sandwich more. What kind of sandwich? In any I sandwich have, I have so Salsalito turkey. On this one, it's kind of like a spicier turkey with two two slices of provolone. And then, uh, mom went to the store the other day and found if anyone, if any of you guys out there know what Nando's is, Nando's is Is that that fancy bread. No, Nando's is a non, yeah, that's non, yeah. Nando's is a restaurant that's not in America. I think there's like three in all of America, and one is like in Washington. Washington DC and the others are in like California but it's mainly a restaurant in like England and Australia and just Europe they love their Nando's it's like a chicken place but they're like it's like spicier food it's good it's like spicier food and then but my mom found some Nando's spicy mayonnaise so I put those on the sandwiches with some mustard and then it just hits different what kind of spicy is it I don't know like just like 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 pepper spicy, no. Or like curry spicy, or like chipotle spicy. Like chipotle spicy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like Whataburgers. I didn't go to Whataburger. So, so for those of you that know me, okay, Ethan, what are my two favorite restaurants? Taco Bell. Yes. Is it Whataburger? Because well, we're no, talking about no. it. But so Taco Bell and I don't know. Oh come on. Waffle House. Yes, Waffle House. So Taco Bell and Waffle House are my are my are my top two. I won't I won't pick a favorite because they're both my children. They're both, I love them. I love them dearly. I won't pick a favorite between Taco Bell, but we don't have Whataburger here in Tennessee. No, and I wish we did. And I wish we did. But if we had Whataburger, it would easily easily fall into the three spot. Yeah. And so to go down to Florida where there is Whataburger, I think not, uh, okay. I'm gonna say I think it's so special to us because we don't have it. I'm sure that's part of it. Because when I lived in Texas, I definitely didn't... I took it for granted. And now that I'm here and I can't have it whenever I want... You want it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you miss it. But, like, if I ever go, you know, without Waffle House, like, oh, my gosh. I couldn't live without Waffle House and Taco Bell. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, Whataburger, if I had Whataburger, like, around, it would be on the same level as those other two. Maybe not on the same level, but close to. And so, to go down... To Florida, where there's Whataburger everywhere. Yeah. And to stay there for a week and to not go to Whataburger, strictly just due to health concern. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, that's, it's unhealthy food. I don't want to eat it. It's and so, so I didn't good. go. Oh, it's so good. Their patty melts. Oh, my gosh. The honey butter chicken biscuit. Oh, my god. I used to call it Waterburger because that's what I thought it was called. Yeah, uneducated. I was four when yeah, I lived no. in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And people in Texas really like they like Whataburger, but I feel like everybody in Texas thinks it's a little overrated. Yeah, and I which I've, bothers me. I have so our our church's intern is living with me this summer, and his name his name is Ender. We'll probably get him on the podcast at some point. He's a really For cool sure. guy. Um, but. I, I asked him a, about Whataburger because I ask everyone from Texas about Whataburger and he's from Texas and he's like, eh, it's just there. So that's why I think that like, because we don't have it, it's just so special to us. Maybe, maybe so. But there's a lot of things that we don't have that I really don't enjoy. Like I'm thinking of, I'm thinking right off the bat, I'm thinking of Cane's. I'm thinking of Freddy's. Cane's is literally just Zaxby's and, and no one can tell me any difference. Because they both have... Just like cane sauce is Zach sauce. If you look it up, they're the exact same ingredients. Is it really? Yes. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Canes, Freddy's. I'm thinking Milo's. You ever had Milo's? It sucks. No. But it's like a regional thing. Taco John's. I never had Taco John's. It's literally Taco Bell. Or uh, the other taco place. Del Del Taco. Taco. Yeah, I've never. Free Shavakadoo. (laughs) Come come to Del Taco. No, I've never had any of those places. But like. (laughs) But the places that I do have that are regionally specific that we don't have here, yeah. I don't enjoy that much. But Whataburger, ho ho, baby. You ever had Pals? No. Pretty good. I think maybe just because I never had it before, I was like, eh, it's not bad. Okay. Now, but what like, is it? It's like, I don't even know. It's kind of like burgers. Okay. There's like, a, oh, oh, you know another one? Petro's Chili. So Petro's Chili, I'm pretty sure it's, I want to say it's like only in East Tennessee. Like I've never seen it outside of East Tennessee. So I don't know if it's a regionally specific thing for just them or if it's other places too. And we've discussed my, my love for chili. I think we've probably discussed it on the podcast. I love chili so much. And Petro's Chili, all they serve is chili. I know Cincinnati has Skyline. It's it's not that good. Like sorry, no, sorry Ohio, no sorry Cincinnati. Wants, no one wants chili on freaking spaghetti. Skyline, Skyline is not. People do that, man. That's gross. Or they put on like their mac. They put on a macaroni. Or they put macaroni. That's that in Midwest, it. dude. It's disgusting. It's um, people people here do it, <laughs> but like Petro's chili, they make it perfect because they put a layer of Fritos on the bottom. They fill up the chili. Then they put diced tomatoes, jalapenos if you want it, shredded cheese, and. A huge thing of sour cream on top. Oh my goodness. They serve it in Neyland Stadium. I have to eat it at halftime of every game that I go to. It's non-negotiable. The last game we went to, you didn't. The last game I went we went to was definitely an outlier. Because it was, it was absolutely pissing rain the entire Until time. game time. Game time started and it stopped and, and then, then it started, started again. Back again. And then the weather delays. We left. I was drenched. Because we were already yeah. winning and it was Vanderbilt and Everyone yeah. knows Vanderbilt is a reasonable trash. a reasonable day to not have Petros. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just I didn't go to Whataburger. I ate healthy, and I feel like I feel better. I haven't lost any weight, but I feel and I'm a little tan. I'm not totally super tan because I don't go to the beach. I know it's in the sun because yeah. I hate the heat and I hate the sun. But I'm a little tanner than I was. You know how you just feel better when your skin's darker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I feel better, but. And then I I take my shirt off from landscaping and I realize and I just a have a mean line. farmer's tan. There's nothing wrong with the farmer's like it's bad tan, look. man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, it's not great. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, oh, I got a mean watch tan as well because I don't I've have, been trying to get one. I don't even have a problem with so. farmer's tan. Like unless you're just oh that's tough. It's a good watch tan. <clears throat> that's a good watch tan. Unless you're just walking around with your shirt off, who cares if it's a farmer's tan? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
That's why I need to go lay out by a pool and even it out, though. But, like, so what? You know, like, if, if anybody sees it, they're at the pool with you. Or they're somewhere with you where you're going to be, you know, not have your shirt on. It's like, they're not going to judge you. Like, if you go to the pool, like, they know you work landscaping, you know? You're yeah. You take your shirt off to get in the pool and be like, oh, Ethan, you have such a hard farmer's tan. You're like, I literally work outside. It's more like, oh, four Ethan, days a week. put your shirt on. You're fat. Well, that's you. But you have a girlfriend, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, you know, I don't have any problems with the farmer's tan. As long as what other people see is tan. Which is probably symbolic and a microcosm of a much deeper-seated issue within myself. <laughs> Which is? So, I mean, like, just, I don't know. What <laughs> a, if it matters too much what other people see. I don't know. But that's, yeah, I've never had a problem with Farmer's Tan. That's kind of what I've got going right now from on the golf. And my thing is, like, I can hold a tan really well. Like, if I get a lot of sun, yeah. I will hold it for a while. My problem is I don't get a lot of sun. It takes a little bit. Which is a little frustrating. I just don't want to put in the effort. It doesn't... It does not... I have good skin. It doesn't take me long to get tan. I start off like... I'll say like spring break though. When I go to the beach, I get red. Because my body hasn't seen the sun. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was. Honestly. I go to spring break and then I just get red. But once I get red, I just have that like base layer of like, oh, my body has seen the sun. I'm just going to get... It's just going to get darker. Yeah. So. That's... I mean, that's where I am. I usually get red and then I tan. And I guess like you just said, and like my chest, I sat on the beach in the shade. Like it was cloudy. I say I went and sat on the beach during the day. I did. It was cloudy. Like it was cloudy (laughs) the whole time. But I love a good like cloud tan, you know, a good shade tan. I was out there for maybe 30 minutes and my chest got scorched, not to the point of peeling, but way beyond the point of what it should have been for the the short amount of time that I was out on the beach. I was pissed because, you know, you know, when you get sunburnt. I wasn't even burnt. It was just red. And you know how when, yeah. you get, when you get that way, your body's hot. Everything is kind of hot. It's tough to sleep. You know it what I mean? It is tough to sleep it's because so it gets It's so hard hot. to sleep because you get hot. And the air in the condo was not very good. Like, it held whatever, but in my room specifically, there was very little moving air. Uh-huh. Which I have to have moving air to sleep. I and gotta be cold to yeah, sleep. Yeah, between that and the sunburn and the room was small and the sheets weren't great. And it's like... I, just, not, I don't want to complain because I had a good time. I enjoyed my vacation. That just kind of reminds me of the time that we went to Haiti and it was like oh 95 goodness. at Haiti. night and it was just still heat. You know, it's funny that you And we that. even tried to sleep on the balcony and it just didn't make it any better. Well, we went onto the balcony because the wind we were, was blowing yes. out the balcony during the day. But the second the sun went down, the wind just stopped. Uh-huh. But it's funny that you brought up Haiti because we got in the car the other day. We were at the mall at the outlets, the infamous Florida outlets. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, which they got some killer deals going right now. I got to be honest. We were at the outlets and it was very, very hot, but it was, you know, it, it was, it was, uh, surmountable, I suppose. Yeah. But dad and I, we got in the car and dad did not go to Haiti. My mom went to Haiti with us. My dad did not go to Haiti. We got in the car and you know, I mean, you know, black interior. Mm-hmm. It was cloth. It's cloth, but it's black interior down in the sun. It's like two in the afternoon on a humid Florida day in early June. Like, you know how that feels. You know how that feels. Yeah. And uh, we got in the car and we're driving and we cranked up the AC and dad goes, is this about what Haiti feels like? And I said, what, outside? And he goes, no, in the car. And I said, oh, no, this is much worse than Haiti. And he said, really? Because he looks at the weather when we go down there the one time that I've been down there. And it's 103, 104. Yeah. But the humidity is 28. It's bad. And we have to wear pants in Haiti. That's and that can't wear shorts. That doesn't bother me that much, but it I don't. Me. I don't think that Haiti's heat's that bad. I gotta be honest. It's hot. It's, it's hot. One the, it's one of the hotter places. But it's I've ever so been. dry, and the air is always moving. That it really was not that bad. It's 
Yeah, it's not like humid. It's just heat. The lack of humidity gives it a good, I'd say, 10 to 15 degree buffer over other places. Like, I'd rather be in the 104 and dry than the 90 and, like, 85% humidity. Yeah. To me, that's miserable. Like, I can do heat. I hate heat, but I can, I can, you know, I can survive it. But when it gets humid, I fall apart. Yeah. I lose my mind. Speaking of Haiti. Yeah, there's a story about Haiti that my dad always brings up when I talk about Haiti. It's about you oh. at night because I think the the group that we, t- we took to Haiti, I think it was me, you, Cade, who we've had on the show and who drew our cover art, our other friend Benjamin, and my dad all decided to sleep on, we fit, yeah, on what, five beds on this tiny balcony yeah, because we were just trying to get some wind. Small screen and balcony. I don't, you said, you like, it was like pitch black, we we're all about to fall asleep, but it's, we're all sitting there in bed, no covers on or anything, because it's just hot, and we're sweating, and what did you, you said something, like, you just perked up and said something, and you were just like, I think you just, like, had had enough, and, like, you hit your breaking point, and you just, like, it had been quiet for, like, something like 15 minutes, and you just sat up and went, it's hot as <laughs> I do and not recall dad, that. My dad just remembers that story I and just tells it every single time we talk about it. That's Haiti. hilarious. But it was just I can, oh gosh. I can see that because I, I, I that, that definitely happens. I can see that happening. Laying in bed, trying to go to sleep, mm-hmm. sweating, sticky, yeah. nothing's working, and just finally hitting that breaking point, probably on like night three. Yeah. Just it's hot as balls. I, pro- I think I do remember that. I think the problem was that like our first two nights that we were there, we stayed in a hotel in the middle of the city of, was it Port-au-Prince? Yeah, Port-au-Prince. We stayed in the middle of the city in a hotel that had air-conditioned rooms and a nice bathroom. But then the last, like, four or five days of the week, we went to a compound out in... Yeah, an orphanage. Yeah, an orphanage that had a house for the missionaries to sleep in and no air conditioning. You just had fans that blew around the hot air. And it turned out the fans were actually better than... The yes. moving air on the balcony, which uh-huh. we didn't know at the time. So we, we made the wrong choice there. Should have slept on the roof. I wish. Yeah. Just bugs. That's true. I hate mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. But anyways, where I was going, speaking of Haiti, I tell a story all the time about Haiti. So, you know when you eat, uh, and maybe, maybe it's a big meal, maybe it's just a lot of meat. Yeah. Or maybe you're just super hungry. But you eat and you eat really hard and like you start to sweat. Yeah. Where do you sweat when that happens? Like, is there a specific place that you sweat? That like gets super sweaty? Like yeah. after I eat? No, like while you're eating. Like, did you ever eat? Okay, so here's the story. We were in Haiti. We were at the hotel that you originally described in Port-au-Prince, the capital city there. Yeah. And we were at we were eating dinner at the hotel. Our group of probably, I think it was 18. Something like and, that. And, you know, we put in our order and we come to find out that there's one chef working at this yeah. kitchen. And all 18 of us are ordering, and we're all getting different things. And our food takes... I, I mean, It was an eternity. I really think it was two hours for our food to get to I us. think you're right, because and we got in when it was at, like, 4.30, because we had all just gotten off the plane, and we were ready to eat. Yeah, and whatever happened, it took so long for us to get our food. And they finally brought us all of our food. And nobody says, I mean, nobody says a word. Food hits the table and we are just devouring uh-huh. it. And uh, I, I look up, I look up and, I, you know, everybody's just shoving food down their face. I'm sitting next to uh, who would have been our youth minister at the time, maybe the preacher. 
one or the other. I think he was a preacher. And, uh, and I look at him, and I can see that he's sweating. And I can see, I mean, I'm sweating. We're all sweating. And it really was not hot in the room. No. But I look around, and we're all sweating. Yeah. And I just say, I, I pointed out, I was like, anybody else sweating right now? And everybody is just like, oh, mm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why Why are we all sweating? And our, our preacher looks at me and goes, because we're eating so hard. And I, I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. He's like, I'm eating so hard that my face is sweating. And like, that's that's why when I eat hard. You're putting a workout for your food. Yeah, you are. Like when, when I eat hard. I get like the like under my eyes, like the cheek, my cheeks sweat, and like that's. But it's only when I'm eating. Like my cheeks don't sweat any other time. So you confuse me with the question, and my answer would be really weird. Now I was about to say like my lower back, like gets super sweaty. I mean that's just like normal though. Yeah, right? I know, but I didn't realize that you were yeah, asking like, like, like while back, I was my eating. Back no, my lower back just gets sweaty while I'm eating. You ever like you're like doing? It's something? like my forehead. You're doing? Oh, really? Your forehead? That's interesting. Or yeah. like your lip, maybe like my upper lip kind of. No, it's sometimes. more like my dad's. Is it's more like lip. the forehead and like under the eyes, like you said. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, under so the eyes. Cheekbones going to work. No, my lower back is probably the sweatiest thing on me as well. <laughs> like if I if I'm like doing something, I get super sweaty. My lower back is just oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Do you ever just like rub rub your hand on it? Yes. Just, just to see how wet it is. Yes, but I do it all the time now. That I work landscaping and I'm sweating constantly. And it's like touching a baby seal. Uh huh. So like, I like. I like put my hand on my back and I'm like, that's disgusting. So I wipe it off with my shirt, but then it just doesn't get any better. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's awful. I hate being sweaty so much. I and like being sweaty it, because it makes me feel like I'm doing something, but I hate the feeling of being sweaty after I have stopped working. That's fair. So you like, ever, do you ever I'm sweat, just sitting there and I'm sweating. Do you ever sweat more when you're done doing whatever it is you're doing? Yes. Like I'll, I'll like play, you know, play a game of basketball or something and I sweat, but then when I stop... I get sweatier. It's like when you sit down in your car to leave, you just get yes. times sweatier. It doesn't make any sense. No, I, I understand that. It doesn't make sense, but it pisses me off. Okay, but back to the back to the eating thing. We've got our top three. Since we've missed a whole week, yes. we're gonna go ahead and do our top three. So today's top three is the top three weirdest foods that we've ever eaten. Yes. And I had trouble thinking of things. So I'm I gonna let you I'm gonna let you go first. That. My first one is kinda along the lines of a mission trip. So my first one is I ate, I went to Myanmar in December. If you don't know where that is, it's a small country in Southeast or South, Southwest Asia. Um, and I went on a mission trip and we went out to eat one day and this, the certain place was like, it was fairly, it was a nice place, but they just brought out a bunch of platters of food. Like they did at most of the restaurants there, a bunch of platters of food and you just served yourself and like put it on your smaller plate. And when they brought out, they just so we we ordered duck, and they just come out and it's literally just a duck on a plate, like and feathers and everything. Not feathers and everything. It was cooked, but it was the exact shape of a duck. Okay. And so, of Beep. course, I of course I tried it and it was delicious. But then we always got ice cream after we were done eating. Sure. And so the leader of our group said, "Does anyone want an extra scoop of ice cream?" And I said. Heck yeah, it's hot. I'm in Asia. I would love an extra scoop of ice cream. And he said, Well, you only have to, you have to eat one thing. And I said, Oh, great. What is it? I'm in Asia. It literally could be anything. He says, You have to eat the duck brain and the eyeball. I so thought I, it was really good. And so I ate the duck brain and the eyeball. Oh, I didn't, I definitely didn't taste it. It was small enough 
maybe like the small like the size of like a like a walnut almost and okay. so i just kind of like pop like popped both of them in and just swallowed it just so i could get my ice cream but that is definitely by far one of the weirdest things i've ever eaten so see you're gonna have more exotic foods than i am just because the places you've been but my, I, mean, my I haven't really been to that many places my first one's from they're all gonna be from different places my first my first is from brazil so I don't know if you've ever had a uh, chicken heart before, but they're fantastic. Chicken heart, I... the heart of a chicken. Yeah, I don't think. I yeah. Have. So if you've ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse, it's okay. Uh, then okay. I, I may have gotten one from a Brazilian steakhouse, but not I don't like, think they have them in not, America. Not I don't like think they have the chicken hearts in America. Oh, I got is something that... chicken from. So Brazilian. My other one is from a Brazilian steakhouse. Brazilian though. steakhouses, they cook gigantic portions of meat, just huge portions of meat. Put a skewer through them. And then the servers walk around the restaurant and cut off pieces for you at your table yeah. of this gigantic piece of meat. Yeah, if you want more, you just say, like, give me But more. they come around with a skewer of just little oblong, just, they look kind of look like chicken nuggets, but they're dark brown. Yeah. And they're chicken hearts. And you pop them off, and you look at it, you pick it up, because it's dry, you pick it up, and it's cooked, it's baked, I think. And you can see, like, if you really start to look at it, you can see, you know, you've got the four the arteries you know that go in and out of it or whatever the left and right atrium yeah sure you start looking at it and the ventricles the heart of a chicken they've cooked i don't know how they cooked it and it's just one bite it's like a grape you just pop it and it's fantastic let me tell you one of the one of the best foods there is yeah but the heart some of of the best foods i've had have been from different countries and i think i think when i the first time i had it they didn't tell me what it was yeah and i was pretty young too they didn't tell me what it was they're like here try this Uh try this chicken and so I did, and they were like, it's a chicken heart. Now, if you had told me beforehand that it was the heart of a chicken, I don't think I would have eaten it. Yeah. If I definitely knew what it was, I wouldn't have eaten it. Yeah. But it's so good. So good. Yeah. All right, what's your number two? My number two is going to be, I had it in America, but it was from a Brazilian steakhouse. And so I went to a Brazilian steakhouse for my birthday, and um, of course, like you said, they walk around with big skewers of meat, and so they walked around with this big skewer of meat, and I didn't recognize. And they told us what it was, and... Uh, my dad was like, Ethan, you have to try this. And I was like, okay. And so it's called a Rocky Mountain Oyster. Mm-hmm. If you know what that is, you know it's not really an oyster. But at the time, I had no clue. So my dad was just playing a prank on me. And so I eat it, and it I mean, it tastes good, tastes fine. And then my dad just starts cracking up, and I'm like, what's so funny? And he says, do you know what that is? And I said, no. He said, Ethan, Rocky Mountain Oysters are bull testicles. How was it, though? I've always wondered. I mean, it tastes like meat. It doesn't like, taste different. Kind of like a sausage? Not like a sausage, but like just a meat. I don't know how to describe it. I don't remember. It was a while ago, but I I ate bull testicles. See, uh, I don't that's just, get, I don't that's just a weird that, food that I've eaten. I don't know how that can be a meat. I'm not really sure how that works. I, I don't know. I don't know the anatomy of the testicle. Yeah. Or how much meat is on it, but I assume bulls have very large ones. I would imagine so. <laughs> I just I've never I've never bothered to to figure out the you know. We'll go. We'll go sometime. The makeup or the consistency. I'll just, I'll, I'll just put one. Do they on have the plate. Brazilian steakhouses? Yeah. So, so like probably what is it? What is it? Honestly, to tell you the truth, uh, Rodeo. Yeah, like Rodizio. Or, Rodizio, yeah. That's what it is. Then I've probably had one. Honestly, I don't know. We'll have to try it though. Yeah. yeah. So What's your second one. <laughs> we're gonna hold theme here. Um, my second one is also from Brazil. So we went to a potluck at our church down there. Uh huh. And um, 
it was some national holiday. Uh, something about San Juan. San 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 Juan. I don't know. Saint Saint John's Day. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I really don't, really don't know what it's celebrating. I've forgotten. Sal Sal Juan or something like that. I don't know. Uh huh. Um. And it's all they eat on this day. It's something about farmers. Like it's it's a celebration of it's a redneck holiday. Okay. It's almost like they make fun of rednecks. And I really I don't want to be wrong about this. This is what I'm pretty sure that it is. It's like they all dress up like farmers and like rednecks, yeah. and they just kind of party. I don't know why, but on theme for that, they eat tons of stuff that's made out of corn, like many mm. different variations of corn. Okay. And one thing I picked up, so we're going through line, fixing our plate, just all those different kinds of corn, some stuff that we didn't even know was corn. I pick up, it's just, it's a corn husk. Like, you know how the, the ear of corn comes in yeah. a husk. It's a husk, but it's been filled with something. Mm-hmm. And so I get it, and it was like cut in half and filled with this pasty type Thing. I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe the consistency. I <laughs> really don't. I really don't. And, uh, it, okay, it would be like if sorbet was room temperature. Does that make sense? That doesn't sound good. Like the consistency of sorbet, but room temperature, does that like make sense? Like that picture of what chicken nuggets from McDonald's were made out of type stuff from like not, a while back. Honestly, not far off from that. <laughs> but it was just, just really bland beige color. Yeah. I take a bite of it. It's literally just mashed up corn. Like, they have mashed up corn to the consistency of a paste. paste. And it was room temperature. So, creamed corn. No. Creamed corn is corn with cream. Just straight corn mashed up. Yeah, it was corn paste. Ew. And, like, it wasn't warm. It wasn't cold. It was room temperature. Was it good? No, it was disgusting. Okay. It was disgusting. Good. I I remember all of us Americans, like, took a bite of it. And, like, we could see the (laughs) others that have taken a bite (laughs) as well. Thinking, what did that's, I just put in my mouth? That's one of my favorite parts about mission trips is when you're all like, yeah, you're all on the same Americans, page. But like, you go to like some native's house and they like serve you something and no one knows what it is and they don't like, they can't really yes. tell you what it is because they like to them it's just that. And so you just, you, you all happens. eat it and you yes. all look up at each other and you're just like, this is interesting and I don't same know what deal to think. In Brazil, we went somewhere and they served us little corn balls, like balls of some kind of corn. And it was so bad. So bad. Like popcorn balls you get at Halloween? No. <laughs> They're very different. Very different. All right. What's your what's your number three? My third one. I don't know if they have this. You've only been... What, what places in South America have you been? Just just Brazil. Just Brazil. I don't know if they have this in I've been Brazil. been a lot they of Central, Central America, might. but not South. But, so there's something I... In high school for the last... For sophomore through senior year, for my spring break, I would spend my spring break on a mission trip with my high school in the Dominican Republic. That's Central America. That's not South America. Okay, but it's more Southern than North America. It's Actually, I think it might be part of North America. No, the, it's the not. The DR? Yeah. It's there with Cuba, right? No, it's there with Haiti. Is it Haiti? It's Haiti it's and the DR on the same America. island. That's right. It's definitely not South America. But okay, anyways, but continue. But they they have this thing... It's called a yucca. Yeah, yucca. Yucca. Whatever. <laughs> but it's it's just off-brand potato. It's like a potato slash banana slash something that they deep fry. Yeah, and fried it, yucca. They like give you little like slices of it, yeah. and it is one of the greatest things. Oh, it's so good. I had ever they have tasted. That, they have that in Brazil. And the, okay, good. Yeah, and that was one of the first like foods 
I had had not being in America. Like the DR was the first place I went outside of the country. Yeah. And so I went and I, of course I, I wanted to try all these foods. And so that was the first thing I tried. And I was like, this is incredible. And so I asked what there was and they were like, we're talking in Spanish and they were like, it's kind of like a potato, but it's also like not really a potato, but like, yeah. it's like this just starchy thing that they grow in not North America, which, yeah. and, but it's so good. You dip it in ketchup. It's a little sweeter than a potato. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's so, so, so good. It's one of my favorite things. So that that's just like a weird thing that I don't know. It is strange. Yeah. And you would think it was a potato and then you take a bite of it and you know immediately it's not a potato. Yes. But you're still enjoying it. It looks like a potato too. Looks like a potato. Feels like a potato. Almost tastes like a potato. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's really good. Really good. So my number three is I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm between two. And okay, I'll go with the other one. So we were down on the southern coast of Italy, the southwest coast of Italy, and um, in a place called Pestum. Yeah. And down there is a water buffalo farm. Okay? <laughs> yes. And at this water buffalo farm, they make dairy products from the water buffalo milk. Mm. And I'll just say we had uh, we had some gelato. It was really ice. I was cream. I we was about some, to say it's we had some ice cream made from water buffalo milk, and it was phenomenal. But that's not what I'm that's not what I'm going to say. Oh. It was I mean, truly that was the best ice cream I've ever had was yeah. the water buffalo ice cream. But um, they make mozzarella. They make mozzarella cheese from this water buffalo mm. milk. Yeah, and so we're all there, uh, and they bring us out cheese as a sample. Well, you know how mozzarella comes, right? Yeah, it's like a ball. Uh huh. So they bring out this like tub of these mozzarella balls, and they are—I mean—the size of almost the size of a baseball. Big, yeah. big spheres of cheese. Okay, mm-hmm. and they're just sitting. You can get those at like. Yeah, know, absolutely. Like just mozzarella balls at like. And they're sitting just stores. in this vat of liquid. Okay? That's always fun. It's—I mean, like it, truly, truly, it was disgusting. And that you know, I ate the cheese and it's mozzarella and it was okay. It tasted yeah. exactly like you taste, you know, you think fresh mozzarella would taste. But they hand it to me and I'm just holding this wet ball of water buffalo cheese. Mm-hmm. And eating was weird because it's like dripping. You're eating cheese, but it's dripping liquid. And the consistency is weird because it's mozzarella. I don't know. Yeah. One of the strangest things. One of the strangest food experiences of my life. Yeah. You got any honorable mentions? Um. What they have like a, it's in Haiti. Yeah, we both had this. I I think I know where you're going. What is, I was going there too. What is like the really spicy stuff? That uh, it's have? not where I thought you were going. I don't I don't know. It's like they put it on everything, and it's not like a hot sauce, but it's like onions and stuff, and they put it on. everything. Oh, I know what you mean. What is that called? I don't know. Bijou. What? No, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, it's if very. If I could good, ask though. my dad, would know. I was he, thinking. He absolutely. Loves I was it thinking of the Haiti dish. It's like it's like goat stew. Oh, and it's yeah. like carrots, potatoes, and onions, and then goat. Uh-huh. And and I don't mean like like goat meat. I mean like the whole goat. Yeah, like you would think that they boiled they this, just, this thing of vegetables. They made vegetable stew, and then they literally just sliced a goat just, neck, and then threw the whole corpse yeah, in. There. And they just sliced the goat neck behind the house out, that they're cooking it. Yeah, in. you're scooping out your stew, and you're scooping out bones. Uh huh. And ligaments and yeah. big chunks of gristle and fat. It's literally and just the most natural meat source that you could ever get. And then some goat meat because it's probably a skinny goat. Yeah, and it's good, I guess. It was okay. We, I think, we were just hungry. Goat might be the most generic meat that I've ever had. It just tastes like 
meat. meat. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's my only honorable mention, though. I'm trying to think. I probably have a couple honorable mentions. I just can't think of them at the moment. Every year when we when I went to the Dominican Republic, we'd always go to like a we'd split up our group into smaller groups and go to someone around the uh, orphanage's house for lunch after after church on mm-hmm. Sundays. And they would always have something different that you had never had before. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm trying to think of something like specific, but I mean, I've eaten a lot of weird things. I love weird foods. But I will tell you though, when I went to Myanmar though, it was some of the best like Asian food I've had. It's nothing. I don't, like, I don't doubt it. It's nothing like you get here for like from like China Panda or Panda no, Express sure. or stuff Authentic- like that. There's nothing like authentic food. Yeah, wherever you are. So yeah, I mean that's just I've eaten a lot of cool things in a lot of cool places. Yeah. So I want to talk about everything that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, across the nation, across the world, really. Yeah, I, I feel think, like it's, I think all, it's only right that we like at least mention absolutely. it. Absolutely. If so. we're going to put content on the internet this week, I feel like it's right that we address it. Uh-huh. And uh, I just want to know, and let me first say, I've seen a lot of people attacking people online who yeah. who have chosen not to speak out and not to say anything. Yeah. We are both among the group that has chosen not to put anything on social media. Correct. And I, I completely, completely stand by my decision to do that. And that's just, that's, I don't feel that it's necessary to speak out against things. I don't feel like I have the, the, that the like, right I believe or like should the, be common sense. Yes. Like the right to like say anything or like, I don't know. But for anyone who might be upset that either of us have not posted anything, uh-huh. let this be yeah, our, our post. This is, I mean, this is us saying what, what we think needs to be said. Correct. This is us doing our part. Um, so I just, let me just ask you what, I mean, what's your opinion? What's your take on everything that's been going on? And let's I first mean, say, let's get out of the way. We both believe the black lives matter. I don't think that that's a oh, debate that we're going to have. Absolutely. But, but just go ahead. What What is it? That you, what's your take? I think, of course, I'm going to start off by saying, I think that everything that has happened with George Floyd and all these people who are victims of police brutality and like it is a completely different problem for um african americans to have uh, rather than what we would experience with a police but like i think that all that is terrible i think just i don't know i think everything that has happened and like how a lot of people are now stepping up and saying like like we live in fear with like we have to raise our children to act a certain way when they're interacting with the police officers and like we have to raise our children to be like just terrified of what could happen even if they're not doing anything just because of their color of their skin and i absolutely hate that i hate that america is a place for for freedom and america is a place for everybody and that's something that i truly stand by um i don't agree with any racist people or racist thoughts you know but i just think everything that's happening is completely terrible and also i hate i hate that there's a lot of uh white people out there who are taking this this opportunity to i don't i don't know like get away with things you know like because all the reports that i've seen is like most of the people who are doing the rioting and the violence are 
not even the people I mean, who are protesting yeah, what like, is going on, and it's the people who are say. just taking advantage of the situation, and I think that's absolutely so, terrible. There's no one, I don't know a soul, that is going to say that what happened to George Floyd, what happened to these other people yeah. that are victims of police brutality, that 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 what happened to them is right. Uh-huh. It, what happened to them is detestable, okay? And the people that, that committed these acts, these heinous crimes, yes. should be prosecuted i and, i completely and, and, agree and, and, and i don't know of anybody that's going to argue that yes. however it is okay to also disagree with the rioting and the looting yes and the violence as a response to it mm-hmm. i think that what happened to george floyd and these others is wrong i think the violence and the looting is wrong correct and i'm it, 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 it we've we've almost created a culture online specifically where you can't be in the middle yeah you, you have to you, you have, have to, choose to a, side. a side where if you speak out against the rioters you're speaking out against black lives matter you're speaking out against george mm-hmm. floyd and if you don't speak out against george floyd yeah or against what happened to george floyd then you're a racist and it's like i don't, I don't know we've created we've created a culture where you can't be in the middle and that's exactly where i am yeah. and i feel like a lot of people are there i i still feel like we're part of the part of the large majority but it's just the loud voices online. They don't let you be in the middle. Yeah. And um, it, it, it bothers me that we haven't allowed people to be somewhat, you know, yeah. neutral on that. That it's, it has been, it's, it's either one or the other. I wouldn't even say like neutral. I would say more along the lines of like, I'm going to stand with you again in the Black Lives Do Matter like movement, but I'm I'm not going to approve of the the violence and no, the attacking not. of like police officers and if breaking you wanna, if you want to put together buildings and courthouses and all that get go go down somewhere and chant stand together have fun i don't know i saw some people in philadelphia playing basketball today yeah. just out on the street as part of the protest absolutely go for it being yeah. out there and showing you know showing your support for something absolutely makes a difference uh-huh and then in nashville even the other day um about I would say probably like a week ago there was a protest in Nashville that did turn violent but like I think it was yesterday there was a protest in Nashville that was completely peaceful there was like tens of thousands of people marching and it after it was over they had made their point they it was completely peaceful and everyone just went home and nothing Mm -hmm. no rioting happened and I think that's that's wonderful yeah no it's great absolutely they have the right to do that you have the right to protest and I'm 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 glad to see people taking advantage of that. Yeah. But yeah, I won't. I mean, I won't stand for. And I I saw a lot of the stuff out of Minnesota right after it happened that got really out of hand. Yeah. And I hated seeing that. You know, I wish that we could have maybe held it together better as a society. I mean, I get it. I get it. You yeah. know what I mean? I do. But I don't think. And I think I tweeted this. I was like, crime does not condone or justify further crime. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't fight back. You can't fight fire with fire. And um, I don't know. And, you know, I I hated to see everything that was going on up there. But then it came to Nashville. And Nashville yeah. got and Nashville got violent. And and I will say, from what I've seen and what I believe, it was not the protesters that got violent. It wasn't. No, not at all. It and was, there's, there's multiple yeah. videos out there on the internet of people, of protesters, like, trying explaining, to stop. Explaining yeah. to the police that, like, this, this wasn't anyone us. who's with the protest. This wasn't anyone who was... Like they went there 
Yeah, they capitalized off of protests. Yeah, they went there to be violent, and that was their only goal, not to protest. Absolutely. But to completely be violent and take advantage of the situation. Absolutely. But when I saw it happening to Nashville, that's when I really just, I was just hacked off. Like, I I really got pissed when I saw it happening in Nashville. It's like, this is not how you behave in the face of adversity. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many other things you can do other than break windows, burn buildings. Setting the courthouse on fire. Yeah, paint vulgar things on city property like that that doesn't make any sense to you and oh i follow uh it's just an interesting follow because sometimes they post like really like interesting headlines that like i just kind of chuckle at but i follow metro nashville police department the, the metro nashville police department twitter account is uh-huh. incredible it's really funny sometimes but sometimes it's also really serious like this week it's been super serious mm-hmm. of but the people who set the courthouse on fire they've I think they've arrested everyone who they have. They've had evidence on, and and I think three out of the four of them that they have arrested were all white. Yeah, it's and it's really funny. Um, You know, a lot of cities is like maybe they had the police stand down, or they didn't really try to prosecute anybody that was looting and burning and things like that. Metro, our guys, man, they found every video that they could of people lying in the courthouse on fire tweeted them out from their official page and said hey can you help us find yeah. these people found them very quickly it was then, like within then, a day yeah and then when they found them they tweeted out a picture of, of them, them in handcuffs uh, and then being escorted we, out of their yes, out of their homes tweeted out after they had been booked it was incredible we got a play-by-play of all these people being arrested if you don't follow so Metro national pd sometimes like in after all this has i'm not gonna say dispersed because it's never gonna go away but after all this has like become less violent and stuff i would say follow metro nashville police department because sometimes they do tweet out like haha meth lab blew up and then they post a picture and it's just the most meth lab person you've ever seen in your entire life yes it's like this oh i'm not gonna like throw someone under the bus but like hickman county type people yeah not not to say anything but like hickman (laughs) county yeah specifically specifically hickman county um yeah, no, Metro Nationals is a fantastic follow. But um, there are some things that I've seen in the media, online, and just in the way that we've handled this and the way that we reacted to this that I want I want to point out Yeah, and um, that I'm just really not happy about. And before I say all of this, I am not, I am not speaking out against the movement against the protests against the things that we are fighting to change. What I am speaking out against is maybe the way that we're going about it. And yeah. if you disagree with what I say, that's okay. I want you to disagree with me. And if, if you think that what I say is, is incorrect or uneducated, I, I want you to reach out to me and tell me why it is that you feel that way, because we're not going to grow. We're not going to learn. We're not going to change. We're not going to accomplish anything. If we are just fighting and arguing, we have to have actual conversations about why we disagree with each other. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is you have to, you have to educate yourself. If someone has a different opinion on them, then you, you have to educate them on why you believe this opinion, exactly. all this, because once we're educated, then we can take those steps to go forward exactly. and just progress into everything. And, and the thing is, we may never agree, and that's okay, because we're all entitled to our opinions. But what I would, what I would really implore from each person is that their opinions be based on information and be based on facts. Yeah. 
Okay. And I don't want to use the whole facts, you know, facts don't care about your feelings, yada, 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 all that stuff. But it's important that our opinions are based in real life. Yeah. We can't base our opinions on what we see online, what we perceive to be the truth. We have yeah. to form our opinions based on information. And I think most people are capable of doing that, but a lot of people aren't. Um, but what I've seen, what I've seen a lot is kind of what I just touched on is we focused so much on shaming people that disagree with us or that say something that may not fit, you know, fit the, uh, the narrative of, of the whole situation. We shame them. We, we, you know, we call them out, we point them out, we hound them, we dog them, and then we blackball them from society yeah. instead of allowing them to mm-hmm. maybe... I don't know, learn more about the situation. Yeah. And grow from it and improve <clears throat> themselves. Like we we are so quick. And all of this that I say, I'm really specifically referring to Twitter because that's where most of this has taken place. Yeah. And um but I see it, it's like, oh, you know, this person said something that doesn't doesn't really sit right with a lot of folks. Instead of having a conversation with them and trying to explain to them why they're wrong, yeah. We just call them out, yell at them, get mad at them block them and try to get them fired from whatever job they are you know yeah or fi- try to get them expelled from school now there's some things that you know that come out that are pretty, pretty yeah tough. like uh-huh. you know things that shouldn't happen and absolutely there are consequences for your actions but i think the first the first step in all of it should always be to try to grow and to try to learn yeah. and to try to improve uh, another thing is i've seen and like I said, I won't speak out against the movement. I won't speak out against Black Lives Matter because I agree with all of it. What I do not agree with is that we have cast the blame on the entirety of the nation's police force. Yeah. Okay. I I honestly don't know that I know any policemen. I can't say that I do. I do. Maybe, maybe a couple. But I would be willing to bet that by and large, police are decent people who do care about doing their job and doing yeah. it right. And what we've seen is the police be villainized, be spoken out against. Uh-huh. There's movements to completely defund them. Okay? And we've seen people attack the police. What's the plan? If you defund the police, how do you maintain order? I understand that some police are bad. And you yes. get to the whole some bad apples argument and... Let's be honest, there are bad apples in every profession. And the only problem is, when we talk about police, the bad apple part refers to their character. And, you know, I I saw an analogy the other day, it's like, you know, oh, there's some bad police, but not everybody can be perfect at their job. And they were said, well, what if one pilot wasn't good at their job? Yeah. You know, you you crash a whole plane. Okay, that doesn't mean that that pilot is a good person. There, I'm sure there are a lot of, in every profession... There are people who have poor character. Yeah. And in the policeman's line of duty, the poor character affects their performance. That I don't think that's something you can negate. You can only, you know, try try to do your best to, to maintain high character within within your departments. But like to say that all police are the enemy is, I think, just ignorant. Yeah. I, I don't you know, I don't want to use that word, but it is, I think it is. And that's I th- I feel like that's why a lot of, and especially recently, a lot of police officers and police forces are coming out to these protests, and they're they're out there marching with them. Yeah. Like they're taking knees with them. They're doing everything. I saw there was a video of a guy 
of a police chief and he was saying like y'all can do whatever you want we're just here to be bystanders we're here to be here with you because they also don't agree with what's happening yeah they they protest racism don't protest the police correct that's i mean that's my whole thing and if if anybody that knows me i i'm a numbers guy you know i'm in school to be an accountant yeah, um, I'm getting a master's degree in data analytics. It's like I'm a numbers guy. Boring. And so, yeah, it's exciting to me. So I did. I actually did a lot of a lot of oh, research. Oh gosh, on you got here. spreadsheets. I got spreadsheets. Um, but I just, you know, like I said, I want I want opinions to be based on facts, and I think that's important to always base your opinions on actual information. And so, like I said, you know, we are we're denouncing police, saying that all police are bad. Let's defund the police, fire all of them, put them all in jail. Um, and and again, I'm not doing this to devalue what's happening. I just think that we have to focus on the right things. And police, okay, police killed last year in 2019. Police fatally shot 1,004 people. Yeah. Sounds like a lot, and I guess it is. 1,000 people is a lot. 235 of those were African-American. Nine of them were unarmed. And I'm not reading this stat to say, oh, look, police brutality doesn't exist. It does. It definitely exists. No, it absolutely exists. It absolutely exists. But is is it the issue that we need to be focusing on? Can we really say that all police are bad and we need to defund them because they're all racist? I mean, I don't think so. I think you have to look at the bigger issue. If the movement is Black Lives Matter... Then let's talk about black lives. Yeah. Okay. So if we want to talk about black lives, and you know what? Let me let me get through the rest of my points before we get into the before we get into the s- statistics. So like I just said, we need to judge people by their character, not by their uniform. Yeah. Okay. Like if we judged all Florida players by what Aaron Hernandez did, Tim like, Tebow it, we got an issue. Well, let you got, you got Aaron Hernandez, the Pouncey brothers, and multiple other convicts to a national championship i'm pretty sure if i had to guess there was a year there was a year somewhere in the early 2000s where the florida football team killed more people than police killed on other people that's just a total guess it probably happened though <laughs> i know like that 2000 what would, it, what would it have been like 2011 florida football oh florida you talk about oh, i i really don't like florida florida football um that, you know, that's just that was a joke. Let's but, protest Florida football. Yeah, we'll protest Florida football, just because I I don't like them. Go Vols, baby! But um, so in my notes here, yeah, judge each individual by their character, not by the uniform. Yeah. Uh, I have change starts from within. We have we have to fix ourselves, you know. Um, and here we go. Context is everything. So you we see a lot of videos online, and it's always. You know, oh, look at this policeman is arresting this person and, you know, trying yeah. to force them on the yada, yada, yada. But it never, we never see the story. We never know why what's happening is happening. Yeah. And and I'm not even going to say that what we see on Twitter is incorrect or is fabricated. We just don't know. Yeah. And without context, okay, without context, without all the information, you cannot judge a situation accurately. Yeah. You have to have the context. So, I mean, you know, I think it's... And that's why I think recently they, like, the, with the whole George Floyd thing, they actually did come out with context absolutely. to what had happened. No, and absolutely. it was 
absolutely despicable what this cop did. I think I think he tried to pay with a a fake check. Yeah, at a, fake and they, I think it was the, a fake twenty dollars bill. The police were called on him, and uh, I mean, I guess took him to the ground, and yeah, which is absolutely despicable. Yeah, but it's you know we see these these twelve fifteen second clips of police doing things, but we don't know why. And I'm not gonna say that they're justified, but it's possible that they are. You have to, you know, you have to have the context. Context is absolutely everything. And uh, and I think it's I think we've set a dangerous precedent now that we're indoctrinating people to reject authority, yeah. which could potentially be dangerous. But um, that's just up for interpretation. Also, I've seen a lot of people mad that the police and that the National Guard are showing up to these protests in riot gear. People are upset that they're showing up in riot gear. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. To me, it's like we've seen in the past couple of weeks what these what these protests can turn into. Yeah. Not, and I won't say via the protesters, but what these, you know, what they can evolve into if some people come in and hijack the cause. And they can get violent. Yeah. Why are we upset that the police and that the National Guard are preparing for that? You know? I it's like it's like wearing your seatbelt. Better to have it on and not need it than to get in a wreck and not have your seatbelt on, you know? That doesn't make any sense to me. Let's see what else I have here. Why are we why are we shaming donations? Have you seen that? Uh-uh, I haven't seen it. So, you know, if you saw it happened during the coronavirus too, which the coronavirus is is over. Yeah. Apparently, apparently. yeah. So, it happened during the coronavirus too. Where it's like celebrities would donate a, a gigantic sum of money to research or whatever whatever it be. Yeah. And immediately somebody would look up that that amount that they donated and compare it to their net worth. Yeah. And say, "Oh, look, they only donated 0.2% of their net worth." That's not enough. And yeah. it was like it okay, was like I have a, seen I have seen that. Zuckerberg donated like fifty million dollars to something uh-huh. and they were like, That's less than one percent of his net worth. It's like it's fifty million dollars. His net worth is not how much money he that has. too. If you don't know what net worth means, look it up. Net worth is how much you own if you liquidated every bit of it. Yes. You can't use net worth to judge okay, yeah. But that that came up because I saw that Nike Nike pledged forty million dollars over the next four years to uh, go to support Black Lives Matter, I believe. And people got mad because it was like it's less than however much percent of what they make in a year. Yeah, like that's not enough. I'm like, it's forty million dollars. It's forty million dollars. That's not enough. Yeah. What do you mean it's not enough? Be content. We have to allow ourselves. Here's here's another note that I had. Be happy about successes. Allow yourself to be satisfied. Okay? Small victories. Small victories. Allow and I think, yourself... I think all these peaceful protests are a very large victory for the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. But allow yourself allow yourself a little concession. It's like, okay, Nike just donated 40, $40 million. Don't immediately look for what's next or what's wrong with that. Yeah. Be happy that the cause just got $40 million. And there's uh-huh. money coming in from all kinds of different organizations. Yeah. But I, I don't know. That bothers me a lot. And then lastly is this Drew Brees thing. And um, I don't know if you guys heard what Drew Brees said, but he was asked a question on a on an interview with Yahoo about uh, Colin Kaepernick a few years ago. 
protesting during the national anthem at NFL games where yeah. he, would, he would, you know, he would take a knee during the national anthem. And a lot I of think, people, I think right now, if people went back and looked at what Colin Kaepernick did and like what he was doing and how he was doing it, people would be a lot more like respectful of him. You know, yeah. he would still be a quarterback in the NFL right yeah. now. No, I think so. And what uh, was it? What was the quote? Um, Akeem Hicks from the Bears. Did you see that quote? No. Akeem Hicks from the Bears. They were talking about what do you think? Like why? So they asked him a question about Colin Kaepernick, and if they thought what happened to him was right or what happened to him was everything. And they were talking about how like they were. <laughs> it was kind of a shot at a guy who just wasn't even like involved. But they took a shot, and he's like, he's like, I mean, man, like I hate it because like. His his one word thing was we we signed Mike Glennon. Yeah, they did. We sign signed Mike, Mike Glennon over Colin Kaepernick. And who, I don't want to get into the Kaepernick stuff, but yeah. apparently Kaepernick has received multiple contract offers over the past couple of years, and he's turned yeah. them down. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if there's a way to prove that, but if it is true, then you know, I mean, you if really I were, if I were NFL. him right now, I'd be sitting here being like, "Look at me now." Yeah, like I don't know. I was I was right. Yeah, you know, but so. um, but anyways, Drew Brees was asked a question about that. You know, how do you feel now about the way that it was reacted to earlier, and how would you feel about people doing it now, kneeling kneeling for the national anthem? And Drew Brees' answer was that uh, he led off with, "I will never agree with anyone disrespecting the flag of the yeah. United States." And then, but he goes on to say, both of his grandparents fought in World War II, and that's what the national anthem and the flag means to him. It uh, reminds him of his, you know, his grandfather's sacrifice and the sacrifice of all those in the military, and others just around the country and everything that they do for the country, and that he absolutely agrees with everything that's going on in America right now. He supports the movement. Uh, he supports Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, he wants to be part of the change, and part of the revolution that's going on in the country. And that was his answer. And I thought that he answered the question as perfectly as you possibly could. He said, I disagree, but I understand, and here's why I feel the way that I feel. Yeah. And people hung him out to dry for it. Yeah. The the, the way that the media reacted to Drew Brees' quotes was atrocious. And they, they bullied him into apologizing mm-hmm. and admitting that he was wrong for his opinion. That's what bothers me the most. Drew Brees said... This is why I feel the way I feel, and I don't agree with some of the things that people do. Yeah. Here's why, but I support, you know, I support everything that's going on right now. Yeah, and I think I think the one of the main reasons he got so much backlash for his comment was he, people were explaining that he didn't really understand what Colin Kaepernick was doing when he did it. He thought he was simply just disrespecting the flag and disrespecting America, which as we all know, it's not what Colin Kaepernick was doing. Um, but I mean, of course in the time, most of the America thought that yeah. he was just disrespecting America, disrespecting the flag, disrespecting the truth, but that's not what he was doing. He was yeah. just trying to peacefully protest and like, I mean, of course just use his right to do as he feels and like protest, I guess his opinion. Yeah. And so I think that's why a lot of people gave Drew Brees the backlash because they, they he fully misunderstood 
what Colin Kaepernick was doing when he did it. And uh, something that I've seen recently is all of Drew Brees' uh, teammates, such as um, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas have all like tweeted out saying, we back our quarterback. We've had conversations. Like Alvin Kamara especially has said, he texted Drew Brees and said, I disagree with your opinion. But then they talked about it and they educated each other on it. And Alvin Kamara said he came back and he says, I still love my brother. I still love my quarterback. This is my quarterback. But like we people disagree on yeah. things. But like we have to again, it goes back to we have to educate ourselves on everything that's happening. Yeah. Before we like I mean, it's just so easy for these players to receive backlash because they're on such a big platform, you know? Yeah. And so everything that they say can be dissected and taken into and out of context. But I think it's really like a good, I don't know. I think it's how America should work is the way that Drew Brees and his teammates have worked through this whole thing with Drew Brees. Absolutely. Is that you disagree, you educate each other on it, you come to... A, an, an agree to disagree, yeah, but also exactly. an understanding it's not of even, both sides. It's not even agreement. It's just respect. Yes. It's not that hard. And it's it's a, a coming to an understanding of both sides and moving on and growing through that. Yeah. You know? Because if we aren't educated, our opinions are never going to change. Our views on things are never going to change. And that's just something that like I feel as we as, an Amer- as Americans and as a society should try and do more of. And I think with all the peaceful protests, I think it's incredible because we are educating America as to we're going to put this in the limelight and show like, this is why we feel what we feel as black African Americans in America, which I guess that's, that was redundant. My bad. But, um, this is why we feel what we feel. This is how we grew up. This is, we live in fear, but like we have to educate ourselves and learn and understand and like come to an understanding of everything and grow through that. Yeah. And so something else that I've seen recently, there's a a Fox News reporter. She's a woman. What's her name? Lauren something. Lauren Ingram. Okay. Her name is Lauren Ingram. And she had possibly, I wouldn't be surprised if she's fired by now, but she was talking about LeBron James posted a video uh, about yeah. everything. And she was talking about, and she ripped into LeBron about whatever he said. And she Basically, at at the end of her like rant, she just said, "Shut up and dribble," which I think is completely wrong of her. Well, the "shut up and dribble" was a quote from Earlier. someone a few years. But yes, ago. she she agreed with the quote, is what I'm saying. Now, and but here, here's my thing with that: LeBron, he is a basketball player. Yes. Okay. And as 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 much of a public figure as he is, and as much good as he does in his community, he is a basketball player, and he does not have he has a platform. Yeah, but I don't think he has any more knowledge to speak out on issues than any other citizen. I yeah. I wish that we didn't look to celebrities and to athletes. Yeah, for you know for political commentary as much as we do. Yeah, and um, while while we need to respect his opinion, I don't think we need to value the opinion of celebrities more than we do of everybody else. Yeah, I agree with that. But I was just I was getting to the point where like she. Was basically tell him, telling him just to be quiet. But I think it was really good of him to, like, again, use his platform to help educate people and help people understand what's happening. And she just completely shut it down and said, "Shut up and dribble." Whereas she then later on reviewed the Drew Brees thing and yeah. basically like 
praised him for coming out and saying all this and praised him, whereas it was literally just the same thing, but she shut down LeBron and just said, I agreed yeah. with the, the shut up and dribble quote from a couple of years back. And yeah, and here's the thing that I said. You, you can feel how you feel, but I want it to be based on facts. Yeah. And, and what I'll say that will make most people mad at me, and um, I, I, I really don't care because, like I said, I get all my information from actual, you know, numbers. I I hate that black people feel the way that they do. But I think it, it all starts with a change in mentality. And that it's not just it's not just for, for black Americans. It's for absolutely everybody. You know, once we stop perpetuating the idea that everybody is at odds with each other, because I don't think it's the case. I think I think very minority, very, very small, small, small group of people actually have genuine animosity towards others yeah and um i think once we get past that part and like begin to see everybody as you know just another person yeah Yeah. just another person and i think that we do and that's the thing but i think that i think that we've talked about it so much that it's almost ingrained in us now that everybody is kind of hostile yeah and that once we get past that part, I think I think we're okay. And I'm not. I mean, obviously there are people out there that that are bad people and that yeah. suck and that look at other people as lesser. But it, it truly, and I won't even go into the statistics because I think that's, you know, it's 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 burdensome to get into. But if you look at it, it there's not much disparity, if any at all, in the way that authorities treat the race different races. And um, especially if you look at the level at which crimes are committed. And, and it's not to say that there's not some tilt there, that there's not the, uh, you know, discrimination maybe on the very front end. And obviously, you know, I'm a white boy, so like middle class white boy. So, I, white. I, you know, yeah, I know. And I know. And so I don't I truly don't know what it what it feels like, you know, no, to, we will never know what it yeah, feels to be like. in the minority. But. I, I really just think that we have to really look at it and break it down, see it for what it is, and say there's an issue, but to not blow it out of proportion. And and not saying that, you know, murder is not terrible. But what I'm saying is there are, it, it could be a fairly, you know, a simple fix if we really start to look at it uh, for what it is. And uh, I'd be happy to discuss that with anybody that wants to. I'm not going to get into what I mean on the podcast. If you want to talk about it, please reach out to me. I'm more than open to having a conversation about it. But, um, yeah, the good news in all of this is that coronavirus is over. Yeah. It's gone. It's it over. Is. Restaurants are back open. Kind of. Sports are coming back. Kind yeah. of. I'd also say the good news in what's happening is that we are starting to see some change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's all that we could ever ask for is like change in what's happening. Because again, I don't know. And something I've been thinking about recently is our generation could be one of like, is, I think, and could be one of the greatest generations to ever oh, yeah. like live because we are, we're very opinionated. Yes. Mm-hmm. But our opinions don't come without like reason behind them, you know? Well, a lot of times they do, but. Well, but. I would say we're very strongly opinionated and we're very, we as a generation, I think 
strive for change. And we're trying to create a world that we want to grow up in, or I guess continue our lives in, you know? Yeah. And so I think our generation has a tremendous opportunity, especially right now with everything that's going on to help inspire change and help do anything that we can to like create the world, create the America that we want to live in for the rest of our lives. And so that's just something that I've, I've thought about recently. And again, I, I love our generation. Our generation is one of the best, like the 18 to like 25, 26 year olds, easily one of the best oh, for sure, for sure for sure <laughs> so the america that i want to see at least at the moment is uh one with full stadiums for sporting events yeah and if you can get fifty thousand people in the street you can get fifty thousand people in a stadium that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> start that's sports true. again all right we're done thanks for listening guys uh see y'all next week see ya